It was a dark night in mid-October in Dallas, Texas. Three amazingly beautiful, hilarious siblings to Shay, Sage, and Storm walk into a bar. From behind the light of a single candle, as the drinks begin to flow, so do the stories. And as per usual, they turn dark very quickly. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Three Siblings Walk Into a Bar. I am Storm, the youngest sibling. I'm Sage, the middle sibling. I'm Deshay, the oldest sibling. Woohoo! Yeah. yeah. Well, what's happening? <laughs> oh, there we go. I was like, what is going on? We're not doing this there again. Is always some no. Kind of technical difficulties. <clears throat> it seems like Y'all. it. Oh my gosh, I can't even do it. Uh, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I feel super bloated right now, just in case y'all are wondering. <laughs> I was wondering, actually. <laughs> I was like, I so wonder if Deshay's bloated right now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, my back is killing me. I've been sitting so much because I've had to do research for this and then do schoolwork and then like working, I sit all day and I Mm -hmm. I feel like I've been sitting constantly for like five days straight and I'm like, I need to get up and stretch and my back is like, what's a bitch? Get up and Mm -hmm. move. Like this is insane. I I was teaching Deshae how to stretch her hips earlier. Yeah. My hips are like, they're just, I don't know. What happened? I told Matt I'm going to have to have a hip replacement before I'm 40. Yeah, try being a tattoo artist. <laughs> old, old, old. I tell people it's because my wallet's so big that it like just kind of moves my hips. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's, that's perfect. <laughs> well, if oh you hear any kids in the background, it storms. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Because they're at my house with my yeah. kids. <laughs> we went to, um, I texted, I was so hungry because I didn't eat breakfast. And then I had, I had like quickly this morning thrown together like a really tiny salad. Mm-hmm. And so it was like the end of the day. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so hungry. So I text Richard and I was like, we only have one kid. Where are you taking me to eat? <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I was like, I was like, are you tired? And he goes, what do you mean am I tired? Of course I'm tired. (laughs) And I was like, okay, but like, is it too much to ask to go out to eat on a Thursday night? And he was like, no, where do you want to go? Oh my God. (laughs) What'd you have? Um, It's called Crows. It's a little tiny, um, like Southern uh, restaurant where I live. Um, and it's funny because Richard is looking at the looking at the menu. I mean, it, it's like literally called a Southern restaurant. Like it's a Crow's mm-hmm. Southern restaurant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's and, like um, home style cooking stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he uh, he was looking at the menu and he's looking at the salad and he was like, "What are maters?" He goes, "He goes, what are maters? This the salad says it has maters in it," and I was like. What? I was like, I what the hell are you talking about? And I look at the menu and I was like, it's tomatoes. It means tomatoes. What else? And he, would was it like, be? and he goes, he goes, Oh. And then I was like, Do you also need me to tell you what a tater is? Because there's taters. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, that's amazing. 
Jesus. There's like a whole, because you know how they usually you'll have like salads and then a list of salads and then soups and then meats and then whatever and it like, mm-hmm. well, they have a whole section of taters. And so you mm-hmm. have like chili cheese fries and then like whatever yeah. tater tots or whatever. That's awesome. So yeah, it was making me giggle. Have you had whistle britches? No. Whistle britches? Mm-hmm. It's a no. it's a southern like gourmet southern food. It's so good. I'll have to take you guys. It's really mm-hmm. good. I love because they always have the best cornbread, and I love cornbread. Yes, yes, mm. yes. You know who has really good to- uh, bread? Uh, hold Excuse on. me. <laughs> <laughs> really good cornbread is Tom Thumb. They make it there, so you get it in their bakery section. Yeah, is it that cake cornbread that you have all so, the time? Yes, it tastes, yeah. it's sweet. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, it's heavenly. And they have some that's got um, jalapeno in it too. Every oh, time I make chili, we get it. I love, I love cornbread. And because you get a bit the sugar in it. And yeah. That, that, and I was giggling at Richard because it took a hot minute. There's a sandwich that dad used to eat. I'll tell you what it is in a second. I'm going to build up the suspense. There's a sandwich that dad used to eat and I love it. And I, I don't really eat it that much anymore, but I used to eat it all the time. And at Christmas, he was telling his brother about it. I was like, yeah, you should try it. It's actually pretty good. And then I was like, I kind of looked at him and I was like, what? I'm like, I can't believe you actually like told people to try it. And that was good. Usually you make fun of me for eating it. I mean, he likes it too. Like he doesn't ever choose to eat it, but if I have it, he'll like take a bite out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but it's a peanut butter and pickle sandwich. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So fucking so good. good. And I was you just have like, to have the what? Toast, you have to have it toast. And mm-hmm. the, see, that's what he used to say all the time. He'd be like, before he told, it was even like a discussion on a sandwich. It was a, would you take a pickle and dip it in peanut butter and eat it? Yes. And I was like, no. And I was like, that's not even what I'm <laughs> I'm like, what I'm saying is you toast some bread. While it's still hot, you put the peanut butter on there. So the peanut yep. butter gets a little melty. Mm-hmm. Then you slice you up a good, you know, one of those thick pickles. You can't get the already sliced pickles. You got to no. get mm-hmm. the big pickle and slice it. Yep. And then you put your pickles on there. And I'm like, and then it's the best freaking thing you'll ever eat in your entire life. Do you do dill or bread and butter? Either, but I do prefer dill. Dill, dill is all the so way. Much better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mom used to make us, I don't know if y'all remember, but peanut butter and honey. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yes. Like, I. So good. Oh, so good. I eat that like at night when I want something sweet. Mm-hmm. I will cut up an apple and mix together honey and peanut butter mm-hmm. and the eat that. A glass of milk? No. No, milk's nasty. <laughs> I do. I actually love milk and I prefer to put ice in my milk so that my milk stays cold. Unless it's chocolate milk, but I don't drink it. It's a lot of fat in it right now. Uh, I mean, oh that's God. not that's Everything not the vibe right now. <laughs> oh my gosh my back i need to get a new chair i need to get like a i don't know i need a new chair (laughs) your whole family is like gamers like why don't you have one well richard so when he was bigger he had spent so much money on this chair and i remember being pissed when i found out how much money i mean i think he spent like shit how much like five hundred dollars on this chair and wow. I was like, what the hell were you thinking spending that much yeah. money on this chair? And he goes, I, cause he was big boy. He was like, mm-hmm. I 
he was buying a new office chair like, I don't know, every six months because it would break. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then he bought this chair. I mean, it was probably, I don't know, four years ago and it's still great shape. Like no rips in it. No, nothing. Granted, he doesn't weigh as much as he did, but that's why it costs so much because it works. Yeah. It's so I'm weird. Like, I guess it's I'll like be okay if you pay more for something, like it normally lasts a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, because he was spending a good like hundred dollars every time he was buying a new chair. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah. it would have added up to be about that much anyway. Right. You got a story for us this week, Storm? I do. So I always feel like my stories are like a breath of fresh air. <laughs> From so my stories. Like, <laughs> like, I feel like Deshay, we always have to listen to, like, her nose was cut off. <laughs> and then Sage, we always end up crying because they're just really sad. <laughs> yeah. And then mine are always, like, Krampus and fat hands. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, spoon, spoon liquor. liquor. <laughs> but not this time. <laughs> so I, I just have to mention so. it. The the post that Storm put up on the Instagram where it's like a little snippet of the Krampus episode, it we're so country when we say liquor apparently <laughs> that it autocorrects to like the word liquor, like the alcohol. It is the, the alcohol. funniest thing to me because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's not liquor. Like lick, it yeah. says liquor. Like liquor. liquor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. And there was something that what did somebody say in this new one that just came out? <sighs> Frick, the newest candle or like the best candle? I don't oh. know what they said, but it corrected to Nexus candle. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> the nicest candle? The, yeah, mm-hmm. the nicest candle. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. It was funny. It made me giggle when I was reading through it. And it's funny because we all talk over each other all the time. Yeah. And so there was like, there was a, there was a part of it where we were all like trying to shove our jokes in at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> so, and so it said like, oh, I don't remember what it said, but it, it had like, like word a word from, from each, of, each us. of us. So it did not make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> we're still learning uh, people. Giggle. Okay. We're figuring this out. <laughs> Leave us alone. <laughs> Okay, and then this one, okay, so this one would be a little gnarly, and this is one of those where I read the headline of it, and I was like, whoa, what the hell? Yeah, this is dope. I'm going to do this story, and then I got halfway through it, and I was like, I know this story. I've probably heard it on like 78 podcasts already, <laughs> but it's um, it's a good one. But not everybody gets so, the banter that we deliver. That's right. For real. <laughs> so I made my notes a little different this time, hoping it'll help me from saying um too much Mm. Mm -hmm. and I was giggling at myself because I was like typing it out and then I would literally put in quotations like what the hell was she thinking (laughs) or like it said what (laughs) you're annotating your own notes yeah (laughs) awesome so yeah so I'm gonna be like she went to the store what (laughs) (laughs) This was not forced at all or planned. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, it sounded funny earlier when I was typing these. Okay. <laughs> yep. Oh my gosh. Okay. So this is a story about her name is Catherine Knight. All right. So in South Wales, Australia, Barbara Rowan married Jack Rowan and they had four sons. Barbara was cheating on Jack with Jack's friend, Ken Knight. Okay. okay. So it's like super shitty for him. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. one, your wife cheated on you, and then your friend. Like, yeah. That sucks. They lived in a little tiny town. Ta- well, I'm assuming it was a tiny town. I don't live in Australia, but apparently the entire town knew about what was going on, and mm-hmm. they had gotten a lot of backlash for it, as you do, mm-hmm. as you should. Mm-hmm. Um, so they ended up, Barbara and Ken Knight, the guy she was cheating on with, um, they moved to a little town called, I don't know if it's Moore or Moree, it's M-O-R-E-E. Hmm. Hmm. In Australia. I was going to say it's French, it's Moray. Moray, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so the two oldest sons had stayed with their dad, and then the two youngest sons stayed with their aunt. So none of her kids went with her whenever okay. she left. Okay. And then, so Barbara and Ken ended up having four more children. Jeez. On October 24th, 1955, they gave birth to twin girls, one of which his name was Catherine Knight. So Ken there was six kids altogether? Was not, there was four eight 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 kids okay so barbara had four sons in her first marriage and then Mm -hmm. with this one she had four more kids okay so ken was not a good dude he was very abusive and was an alcoholic and barbara said that he would rape her up to 10 times a day jeez what yeah yeah and then Barbara would always talk to her daughters about her sex life and everything that he did to her. Oh, like no. it was just conversation. No. And she always made sure to say that she hated sex and men. Mm. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, right, so Ailey. Catherine, yeah, Catherine <laughs> was a, you know one of the twin girls that she had. Um, she. She said that she was raped by many people in her family up until the age of 11. Mm. Um, They weren't ever able to, they weren't ever able to prove anything. So nobody ever got arrested for it or anything, but other people in the family did say that it was true that she had been, but she always did want to specify like it was not her father. Her father never touched her. Hmm. Okay. So I'm like, I don't know if maybe it was like, because he did bad stuff to her mom mm. that they would have just assumed. I don't know, but she did specify that it was never him. She was even talking to her mom when she got older and she was talking about one of her um, partners and this partner wanted to do a specific, I, I didn't specify, but something sexual that she did not want to do. And so she was talking to her mom about how much she didn't want to do it. And her mother told her quote, Put up with it and stop complaining. Oh. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. This is the 50s? Yep. 
Uh-huh. So as you can imagine, Catherine was really only close to her twin sister. And then she was also really close to her uncle, whose name was Oscar Knight. And then in 1969, he committed suicide. Mm. And mm. this like completely messed with Catherine. Like it devastated her. She was yeah. never the same after that. Like it right. just really messed her up. And she even, you know, to this day says that his ghost comes to visit her. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's so sad. Which when people say stuff like that, I'm like, it, it depends on the situation where I'm like, oh, that's sweet. And other times where I'm like, that girl needs help. Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah. <clears throat> all right. So during all that time, the family had kind of moved a few times and it wasn't like all over Australia. It was like they started out in this city. They went to this city and then they went back to this city and then went back to that one. Mm. Um, but in 1969, so the year that her uncle um, died, they moved back to it was Aberdeen so that's where her mom's ex-husband lives okay and I don't know if it really has you know anything to do with anything but they were saying that in that town there was a lot of racism if you weren't a um, Australian Hmm. so there's apparently a lot of Irish that were in that area and she actually happened to be part Irish because her um, grandmother was Irish. Mm-hmm. And so it was like a big secret. Like you weren't, you, you couldn't tell anybody like that was, you know, you had to hide who you were, like you were Australian. Um, and then the high school that she went to, she was a loner, didn't really have a lot of friends. Everyone said that she was a bully and then she always made sure to pick on little, the smaller kids. So if they were smaller than her, they were going to get picked on. Okay. She assaulted one kid and a teacher of hers injured Catherine. And when they went to court about it, the teacher was found to be acting in self-defense. From Catherine? From Catherine. Wow. Wow. So she was, on the other hand, she was known to be like an awesome student. Like she she got awards for her behavior. She was smart. Interesting. But they said that she would get in these like blind, vengeful rages if something upset her. Like it was never Mm -hmm. like, oh, that made me mad. Like she would get mad. It was like instant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then part of me thinks with the rewards for her behavior, I'm like, is it like rewarding a child? You know, like I see you doing something good. So let me tell you you're doing good. So you'll keep doing it. Mm -hmm. Or like, did she genuinely, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, She left school at the age of 15. And it says that she left before she learned how to read and write. Yeah. But if she left at 15, then she should know how to read and write. Right. And everything that I read, everything that I read was she left school before she learned how to read and write. And I'm like, then she would have had to leave so much sooner. Mm-hmm. I'm like school in Australia cannot be that much different than school no. here that you yeah. don't know how to read and write by the age of 15. Right. I don't know. I don't know. 
So shortly after leaving school, she got a job as a cutter in a clothing company. And then she worked there for one year. And then she left to a, to cut meat out of butchers. And so she, she said this like was her dream knives. job. Interesting. Yes. she. This was her dream job. She loved this job. And so she was in charge of her first job. I'll tell you what the other part was. But her first job, she was in charge of um, decapitating the pigs. That was her job. And she <laughs> would, yeah, a 15-year-old. Or I guess yeah. she was probably, what, 16, 17? Uh-huh. Yeah. She would go to the um, assembly line where it was those people's job to slit the pig's throat. And she would just watch them. Uh, and the people at okay. her work, yeah, the people at her work said that it was weird to them. But they thought that maybe she was just looking at all the other things that you could do in this job. Mm. Because they knew how much she loved her job. Mm-hmm. Mm. So they didn't know, like, is this weird or is she just kind of trying to figure out if she might want to do something else? Right. And I'm like, okay, but if her something else that she wants to do is to go slit pigs' throats, like, mm-hmm. it seems a little mm-hmm. odd. Okay. So after working there for um, a short period of time, she was promoted to boning. And this was removing bones from meat and fish. And she was given her own butcher's knives. She got a whole set. This is what she got. She loved her job and her knives so much that she hung them above her bed. (gasps) She had a little spot above her bed that that's where she hung her knives. And she said, quote, they would always be handy if I needed them. Okay. Yeah. She knew what she was going to do. Yeah. She cry, cry. <laughs> okay. So in 1973, Catherine met her coworker, and his name was David Kellett. David had originally worked for the rail railroad company. It says railways. I'm assuming that's what they call them in Australia, but it was a railroad company. Um, there was two different accidents he saw. He saw one of his friends die in a shunting accident and shunting is, you know, when you have to like pull that little lever to help trains go from one railroad to another railroad. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Like switch the tracks. Mm -hmm. That's what he did. And he got hit and died. Apparently that's like an extremely dangerous job, which I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. He also watched a school bus get hit by a train. Mm. And he was the one who had to get on the train and help evacuate the children. And six children had died. Mm. So he had to go in there and see that. So obviously messed with him. He started drinking really heavily, which caused him to not do well at his job. And he wasn't performing well. And he was just getting angry while he was there. So they let him go. Mm. Which... I'm like, that's got to be really hard. Like, I probably would have acted the same way. He, so he ended up getting the new job at the butchers and started working with Catherine. Um, David apparently would get into fights all the time. I guess he used to drink at this hotel 
and Catherine was always there. And if he ended up getting in a fight, she would be the one to step in and actually like physically punch the people. <laughs> oh, wow. She yeah. backed it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she was known around town. Everyone knew that if you upset her, that she was going to get physical with you. Like she was going to hurt you. That's how she was known. And then in 1974, those two got married. So they were only dating for maybe a year before they so got married. Two super volatile people. Yep. Sweet. So that's great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I put, so only a year later, and then in quotations, I put, not to judge. <laughs> we don't judge. Well, because I'm like, I do know that some people, like, they genuinely fall in love really quick. And they, yeah. you know, yep. and they can, you know, be married forever and be their soulmates. And I think sometimes, if you know, you know. But just knowing that these two people, just from reading about them, I'm like, that was just a Well, it was also the 70s, happen. right? Yeah. So it's that, like, free love kind of vibe. <laughs> Everyone Maybe. loves everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you make me mad and then I'm going to punch you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> this part made me giggle. Catherine insisted that they show up to their wedding on her motorcycle. So they oh. both drove up on her motorcycle. Awesome. And I don't know how they drove. Like, I don't know who was driving, but I am just giggling at Catherine driving and then David sitting on the back of her <laughs> motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> and then apparently David was highly intoxicated by the time they got to the wedding. Well, yeah. And then during the wedding, Barbara, so that's Catherine's mom. She told, she told David, so this is coming out of David's mouth. The old girl, Catherine's mom said to me to watch out. You better watch this one. She'll fucking kill you. Stir her up the wrong way or do the wrong thing. And you're fucked. Don't ever think about playing on her, meaning cheating on her. Mm -hmm. She'll fucking kill you. And that was her mother talking. She told me she's got something loose. She's got a screw loose somewhere. Her mom. Oh, my God. Her mom said that. Wow. Yeah. Their marriage (laughs) didn't start off great. So the night of their wedding, Catherine ended up strangling David because he was trying to go to sleep after only having sex with her three times. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Damn girl. I'm like, what? I'm like one, he was already really drunk, which like makes me tired. I like Mm -hmm. think about drinking and I'm tired Mm -hmm. Two, You had a whole wedding that day. So like, again, I'm tired. I'm tired. Exactly. Three. Having sex three times. I'm tired. <laughs> Four. Girl, go to bed. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. You got the what? rest of your life now, boo. I know. So after that, they ex Whoa. Okay. So after that, obviously you can expect the rest of the marriage was pretty rocky. Um, it was very toxic and abusive relationship when Catherine got pregnant and she was at home. (laughs) David had gone out to play darts. It was a dart competition and he ended up making it into the finals. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Super dope for him. Yeah. But obviously it kept him out late because he made it to the finals. Oh, and God. Catherine was pissed that he was out so late and he didn't come home. Mm-hmm. So she burned all of his clothes and then hit him in the back of the head with a frying pan. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Red flags. He ended dude. up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so listen, I'm going to tell you some things and you're going to be like, listen, my dude. Why, why are you, why so are you making these decisions? Why, why, yeah. are you, why, why was this our first choice? <laughs> Whatever. Okay. So he ended up running to the neighbor's house where he ended up collapsing and then they had to take him to the hospital and he had received a fractured skull from her hitting him with the frying pan. Holy shit. And the police were insisting that he pressed charges on her. Like they were like begging him to please press charges on her. I think they probably mm. knew like, yeah. And he was going to, but she changed the way that she acted around him and sweet talked him and convinced him not to do it as they so do. He did it as they do. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. So then they had their first daughter. Her name was Melissa Ann. And the May after she was born, David left Catherine for another woman. And they moved to another city. Her oh. town. Wow. Oh. So as you can imagine, by Catherine's temper, she did not handle this very well. Yeah. She was seen pushing her baby in a stroller. And it was it's a specific kind of stroller. I forgot the exact name of it. I changed it to stroller in here so I didn't forget. Uh-huh. But it's one of those that's like not one that you hook into. It's like a bed. The pram. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And um, so she was pushing her and that. And she was thrashing it around. This baby was just born. With the baby in it. So oh I think she God. was, a, I mean, she was a couple months old, but not yeah. old enough that you yeah. couldn't be thrashing around a baby. <clears throat> um, she was then admitted into St. Elmo's Hospital, where she had spent several weeks. And she was diagnosed with postpartum depression. I'm like, one, that shit sucks. And that is hard yeah. to deal with. It is. Yeah. And then you're like having to deal with that. And your husband is like, peace out. I found, I've been cheating on you and I'm leaving with Mm. her. Like not to excuse anything that she did. Right. Right. But I no doubt know that that was extremely hard to deal with. I mean, it doesn't matter who you are. Nobody deserves that. No. Mm -mm. Um, So after she left the hospital, she, this is really sad. She took Melissa Ann, so her baby. She placed her on a railroad that she knew a train was coming down. No, she didn't. Um, she ended up going into town. She stole an axe out of wood and was threatening to kill people. <sighs> Melissa Ann was found, thankfully, by a homeless man. His name was Old Ted. He was rummaging through some old... Um, trash that was around there mm. and he caught her and grabbed her within minutes of that train coming and hitting her. Oh, oh my God. God. Thank God. Like if, okay. if he hadn't been out there just like rummaging around, like she would have gotten ran over. Now I know what you guys feel like when I tell stories. Oh my God. Yeah. <clears throat> Can you okay. imagine? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. 
So she was obviously taken back to St. Elmo's, which is the hospital. And the very next day she signed herself out and was all better. Mm. Quote. Okay. The next day. Wow. So a few days after she got out of the hospital, she decided that she was going to go find David. That was, she was on a mission. She was going to go find David. Mm. He had, you know, remember moved to that new town with the woman. Mm -hmm. She found a young girl. She was about 15. She slashed her face and demanded that she drive her to find David and his new girlfriend. What the fuck? Okay. They had to stop at a gas station and the girl was able to run away. Good. And she got to the police. So the girl ended up having to get hospitalized and had to get a crap ton of stitches on her face. So she had gotten slashed more than once on her face. Oh, man. So um, when she got to the gas station, the girl ran away and got to the police. And by the time the police had gotten to this gas station, um, Catherine had taken a young boy hostage at at, um, knife point and was threatening to kill him. I'm like, this just does not calm down. Listen, I'm like trying to be like, where do I get a break? I'm like, I don't. (laughs) don't. (laughs) Um, Okay. So I guess maybe this can be a little bit of a giggle. They ended up disarming her by hitting her with brooms. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, Well, I'm like, okay, do what you need to do. And obviously you didn't want to like pull out a gun and like scare her to hurt this boy. Right. But like, how do you sneak up on her with a broom? And like, what do you like? I don't know. Like, do you hit her in the, like, I don't know what you do. I'm like, yeah. They just running at her with brooms. I imagine them like sneaking up behind her. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oh my and like, what part of the broom did you hit her with? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like it's like you know the little old ladies that are like getting the dog out of the house or like yes. the cat out of the house. It's just like I'm the... like, were they doing that with her? They were just like swatting her. Yeah, it's the... like a cat. Like, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so after they disarmed her with the brooms, they took her to Morissette Psychiatric Hospital. And while she was there, she had told the nurses that she was going to kill the mechanic at the gas station because he was the guy who fixed David's car, which allowed him to leave. Mm. And then she was going to find David, kill David, and then kill his mother. His mother? Not the girlfriend, but his mother. Okay. Yeah. So she's blaming literally everybody for her problems. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Hmm. So the police let David know, and then this is one of those, why are we making this decision? What party was like, you know what? This is what I'm going to do. But after the police told David that she was in the middle of institution and that that's what she was planning on doing, he left his girlfriend and moved back to help Catherine. Wow. What the fuck? So him and his mother moved back because they wanted to support her, which, I mean, I don't know. I guess I have mixed feelings about it. 
Yeah. But on August 9th, 19th, it wasn't the 19th, it was the 9th. That's why I said it weird. It was on <laughs> August 9th, 1976. She was released from the hospital into David and his mother's custody. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what? Okay. Could you Whatever. imagine like your ex goes to a psychiatric hospital and you're like, you know what? I'm going to take care of them. It obviously yeah. didn't work out the first time, but After, we're going to try this again. Yeah. But, it, and it's not even like going to a psychi- psychiatric hospital and just being like, okay, like they needed help. She literally was slitting people's faces, yeah. was threatening to kill a little boy and told them that they wanted, she wanted to kill you. Mm-hmm. So she's had like no jail time so far? No, none. Okay. She's had, she's been put in um, the mental institution hospitals. instead. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> okay. They ended up having another daughter in 1980. And then in 1984, Catherine left David, left David and moved back in with her parents. And then got a job back at the butchers that she worked at. Hmm. So getting money from the butchers, she was able to get her own place that was close to the butchers. And then she got injured at the butchers and had to get on housing assistance. So the government was helping her pay for a house and she wasn't, she couldn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm like, girl, my back hurts. I can't work anymore. Same. <laughs> oh my gosh. <clears throat> In 1986, Catherine started dating another man, David Saunders. So a different David. This is new David. Yeah. You're going to learn this one is new David. That's just what I'm going to call him. David part two. She apparently, yeah, she apparently has a thing (laughs) for Davids. So after only a few months of dating, he moved into her apartment with her daughters. So this woman had gotten her kids back. After all the things she did. Where's her first daughter? She was living with her. Mm-hmm. Eek. And she's like nine okay, or so ten he, at this point. Uh, I don't remember what year she was born. Was it seventy four? I said. No, that's when they got married. Girl, I don't even remember. Yeah, she's a teenager. If I stroll up too much, I'm gonna lose my spot, and then I'm gonna go <laughs> <Okay>. um, <laughs> four hundred times. <laughs> um, as I just say. <laughs> So he moved into her new apartment, but he did keep his old apartment. So I have a feeling that he just like knew, like he was like, I'm going to need this. Yeah. And then he, he was a truck driver. So he obviously was gone Mm -hmm. at long times. And Catherine would get super jealous. He, she insisted that he had a girlfriend at every stop that he ever had to make that he had a girlfriend. And then she would, anytime that that happened, they got in a fight about her being jealous. She would kick him out of his, of her apartment. And then a few days later would go back to his apartment and beg for him to move back in with her. Hmm. And every time he would. Oh my Again. God. Is she just like, a, like really good at talking to people or like. I mean, I don't know. I don't She's super it. hot. Like what? <laughs> I mean, I didn't think so, but my yeah. opinion doesn't matter. Right. So. All right. This part's sad. Mm. Buckle up. (laughs) I should have told you that a long time ago. But (laughs) In May of 1987, 
she slit his two-month-old dingo's throat. Oh my god! Dingo, dingo. It's a dog. It's kind. Of, it's kind of dog. Yeah. She did this just to prove to him what she would do if he cheated on her. Okay. She she then proceeded to hit him with a frying pan, which knocked him unconscious. Of course. Well, she's got her M.O. Yeah, she likes her frying pans. Mm -hmm. And so that next day he had to go like secretly get help from the hospital because if she knew that he had gone to get help then she was going to, she knew that he was going to tell them what she did. Right. Right. So she has no clue that he had to go get help for that or that he did go get help for that. Oh Lord. But so after all of that, in June of 1988, she gave birth to his daughter. Jesus. How many kids does she have now? Seven. But also, how are you going to, have a kid with somebody who slit your dingo's throat and you think yeah. you know what? that's gonna make a that's gonna make a great mom. Wow, what? dude. So after she had her daughter that made him put down a deposit for a house. So he wanted everybody to be able to live together. And then Catherine ended up finishing paying off the house after she got her wor- workers compensation. So Catherine was in charge of decorating the house and all throughout the house, there was animal skins, skulls, horns, rusty animal traps, leather jackets, old boots, machetes, rakes, and pitchforks. What? And the entire house was covered in it. They said even the ceilings, like nothing was not covered in all of this stuff. Wow. Okay. So Catherine and new David got into a fight. She hit him in the face with an iron and then stabbed him in the abdomen with a pair of scissors. Oh my God. He survived this attack. He took a long leave from work and went into hiding. Obviously. He went into hiding. I would run away scared. Yeah. Yeah. He should have gone into hiding a long time ago. Yes. Um, Catherine tried to look for him, but couldn't find him. Um, he eventually did come back so that he could see his daughter. And he found out that Catherine had told the police that she was scared of him. And she was given a apprehended violence order against him. So like it's a like a restraining order. order. Yes. Okay. Even though she's the one that stabbed him in the abdomen. <laughs> Jesus. I'm like, she's the one that needed to be feared. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I'm like, why didn't, instead of going into hiding and just hiding, why didn't you go try to get help? Like, mm-hmm. why didn't you go to the police? Right. I mean, I guess maybe he was scared of her, which I mean, I would have been too, but I don't know. I didn't think about that. Maybe she's just like, that good at threatening people that she gets. What I mean, she wants. If, mm-hmm. I would have taken one look at her house and would have been terrified of her. I would have been like, yeah. this girl 
has done some things would be my first thought. So obviously after that, that relationship was done. We're finished with new David. Now we are going to a new. So he would have been an old coworker and she never really dated this man, but she did end up getting pregnant with him in 1992 and she had a son named Eric. So he would be my age mm-hmm. now. He mm-hmm. would be, th- he's 30 now. Mm-hmm. They stayed together for about three years. It was just weird because it wasn't really like a relationship. So I guess he was maybe around to like help with the son, but that was it. Mm-hmm. And then she ended up leaving him for her new man, whose name was John Price. So these two really hit it off. He was a father of three of his own children, two of which lived with him, and then one lived with their mom. John and Catherine moved in together in 1995, and his girls loved her. They really, really liked her. And then everybody knew him as a terrific bloke so like a really good guy yeah and he was a miner and made a crap ton of money doing this Mm -hmm. he was aware of Catherine's past and knew everything that had happened but they apparently got along great they had a few it said they had a few heated arguments but I mean everything but that seemed pretty fantastic yeah And then in 1998, Catherine wanted to get married. She was like, yeah, my dude, we've been together long enough. Like, let's get married. Mm -hmm. And John was like, nah, don't want to. We're not doing that. That's not a thing Mm -hmm. we're doing. Yeah. That's not a thing we're doing. This is what, yeah, (laughs) we're not doing that. (laughs) This apparently pissed Catherine off. To the extreme. Oh, God. She ended up taking a videotape of all of the things that he had supposedly stolen from work and sent it into his boss. So the things that he had apparently stolen were um, expired medical kits that were already in the trash. And he Mm. had just went and grabbed them out of the trash and took them home. Right. But the very next day, he ended up getting fired from his job because of that. And he oh, had worked yeah. at that job for 17 years. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So John obviously was like, F this. Get the hell out of my house and mm-hmm. kicked her out. Mm-hmm. First She one. then moved back into. Yeah, <laughs> good for him. Yeah, exactly. For a second. Yeah. Um, So she then moved back into her old house with her kids. And then then a few months later, they got back together, but he refused to let her move back into the house. Good. So they were still together, but they lived in separate houses. Mm -hmm. So after that, they never really were able to go back to the way that they were. Remember that like great relationship that they had? Yeah. And they would fight all the time. Like it was constant fighting. And his friends even told him that they would not, be around him anymore or be his friend anymore if he was still with her because of how bad the fighting was at least someone noticed it yeah and yeah sometimes you need those friends oh yeah they're like listen wow whatever obviously he didn't leave you know listen but whatever Mm. 
And then in February of 2000, during a very heated argument, Catherine stabbed John in the chest. And that was on February 29th. This is the second time she stabbed him. No. This is the first time she stabbed John. She stabbed New David once. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Yep. Um, He... So it doesn't really explain much about it. It just immediately goes into like he got a restraining order against her. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming she didn't stab him either somewhere that it was going to kill him or like it was maybe very like superficial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or it really couldn't have hurt him. But um, if she was if she was a butcher, like those knives are pretty crazy. Pretty sharp. And yeah. she would know. Like right. she knows where to go. Yeah. So I yeah. think she knew what she was doing and it was more of like a, like, I know what I want to do, but I'm not there yet. <laughs> right. <clears throat> is how I'm feeling. So the next day after that happened, he went to get a restraining order to protect himself and his children from her. Right. He, that day had told his co workers that if he did not show up the work for, the next day it was because she had killed him and they all tried to get him. They all tried to get him to go home with them instead of going to his house. But he was like, I have kids. Like I have to go back to my house. I can't leave them. Like, I don't want her to hurt my kids. Like I have to go home. Mm -hmm. Which yeah, go home. Exactly. Protect those babies. So when he got home, his kids were gone. They had spent the night at a friend's house, which Catherine had arranged. So I'm like, if I knew that Catherine had arranged my kids to be gone, mm-hmm. I would be gone. Like, I would mm-hmm, be like, yeah. where the f- are my kids? Mm-hmm. Whatever. But he had just went to the neighbor's house. He had spent the night, not spent the night at the neighbor's house, but he had went to the neighbor's to hang out and then went back home around 11 and fell asleep. So Catherine wasn't there when he got home. So that whole time, even when he's at his neighbor's, like Catherine wasn't there. Mm -hmm. So the house was completely empty. Kids were gone. Mm -hmm. Catherine gone. Mm -hmm. Um, So he went home and went back to bed. So while all this was going on, Catherine had went to go buy new black lingerie because she wanted to try to seduce him. Mm. And then she had made a video to her kids. Like her kids were in the video and they were saying, sorry, Richard let the cat in. So I like heard like, you know, like his knee pop and then the cat moving. I was like, what the hell? (laughs) Okay. So she had made a video with her kids in it and it was a pretty much, they were saying that it was a crude. Fuck. What's the, what's the word I'm looking for? This is why you write shit down. (laughs) will it was a crude will so she had made a will with her kids in it like in front of her kids Uh, ah okay it's disgusting okay so she had bought the sexy lingerie she was going to try to seduce him she had arrived at john's house after he had already fallen asleep and so she got inside and just sat and watched tv she was hanging out chilling went to go take a shower and then decided that now's the time she's going to try out her new lingerie. <laughs> Again, John, better choices. 
She woke John up and they had sex. Mm-hmm. And then John fell back to sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God. Okay. <laughs> so then the next morning, it's around 6 a.m. And John's neighbors start getting a little worried because John's still at home. So John should have gone to work. And then John never showed up to work. So his boss was like, yo, what the hell? Like, remember that crazy thing that John told us yesterday and then sent a coworker to go check on him. Yeah. So the coworker and the neighbor started banging on his bedroom window, trying to get him to wake up thinking maybe he just, you know, whatever. And then they went to the front door, saw that there was blood on the front door and called the police. Mm-hmm. Wow. The police Broke down the back door, and when they got into the house, they found John dead and Catherine passed out in a comatose state because she had taken so many pills. All right. Now extra buckle up. Get in your car seat. Do what you got to do. Right? Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to tell you how the rest of the night went after they had sex and John fell back asleep. Okay? I need like a six-point harness at this point. This is... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like I need all the safety features. I need a minivan. Mm-hmm. I need all the things. Okay. Ooh. All right. So, while John was sleeping, Catherine stabbed him with her butcher knife. He woke up to try to turn the light on and try to escape. And while he was running through the house trying to escape, she was chasing him and continuously stabbing him. Oh, my God. He had at one point made it out the front door, and they weren't entirely certain. He either fell back in the house because he had been stabbed so many times, or she dragged him back into the house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Either way, he got dragged back into the house and died in the hallway because he bled to death. He ended up having 37 stab wounds front and back. And they were all deep enough that they punctured vital organs. Holy shit. After that, Catherine went into town and took out a thousand dollars of John's money and then headed back to John's house. She then proceeded. Okay. So this next part, I am not, I had to read a whole thing about exactly what she did and how she did it. And I almost started crying. So I'm not going to do that, but I am going to tell you what she did. Okay. No, I don't. She skinned John, (gasps) completely skinned him like an entire bodysuit. Like they said that his body was like, I mean, like she skinned, like you could see his testicles his groin, his nose, oh his eyebrows. Like he was an entire, like completely skin this man. A skin suit. Yes. Yeah. And then hung up his skin on a meat hook in the doorway. Wow. She then decapitated him and cut out. It was his buttocks and cooked a meal. She made, she had made a total of three plates. Um, She had served his meat with a baked potato, pumpkin, beetroot, 
zucchini, cabbage, yellow squash, and gravy. She was good. Two plates were set at the dinner table, and each plate had a name tag with it that had each of his children's name on it. So he was going to make, she was going to make his children eat him. Oh my God. Okay. They did find a third plate that was found thrown in the backyard. They're not entirely sure why. Um, They are pretty certain that she tried to eat it Mm -hmm. and then couldn't and threw Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. So. Remember that she decapitated him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So they found they've eventually found his head. They found it in a pot on the stove. Cooked with vegetables. And it was still warm. So. It was, um, I mean, it had to have been early morning when she had cooked his head. Right. Ew. All right. So then on a, um, I forgot, is it a chase? A chase? A chaise lounge. I don't know how to say it. Chaise lounge. Chaise lounge chair. (laughs) She had propped up his body and put his arm draped over a two liter body, a body bottle and his legs were crossed on this and this chair. is this is the body without skin on it correct and without a head correct oh my god. yes um they had the police had found um handprints bloody handprints going through the hallway from both him and her showing that he was trying, you know, like keep himself up running through the house Mm -hmm. and she was following right behind him. Mm. There was a note. So next to him, there was a picture of John with a note that was the all, both of the picture and the note were covered in blood and had a piece of his flesh on it. And the note said in her handwriting, Time you got back, time got you back, Jonathan, for rapping, meaning she meant to put raping, mm-hmm. my daughter, she meant to put daughter, you too, Beck, which is Price's, which is John's daughter, mm-hmm. you too, Beck, for Ross, for little John, now play with his, now play with little John's dick, John Price. <gasps> So she was accusing him of raping all the kids. Yeah. And nothing was ever found that this was true. They think that she just made it up to make it like a, you know, Mm. I lost it. And maybe she might have honestly thought that he was doing it, but Mm. it was completely not true. Like they were, they were, could find no evidence that he was doing anything to anybody. Catherine insisted that she could not remember anything that happened that night. She said the last thing that she remembers is that they had sex, they both climaxed, and then they both fell asleep. She doesn't remember anything else. Okay. Okay. Catherine was arrested for the murder of John Price. She originally was going to 
plead guilty for manslaughter, but the courts rejected it. And then after she had pleaded not guilty to the murder of John. This part, I'm like, this is crazy. So her original trial date was supposed to be July 23rd of 2001, but her lawyers got ill and they rescheduled it for October 15th. What? Like that is three months. Yeah. All right. So during the, you know, where they're picking the jury, there was 60 jury prospects and the judge gave them all the option to leave due to the graphic photographic evidence. So they obviously had pictures of everything that happened to John. Right. And so he gave them all the option to just, you can just leave. Mm-hmm. Five people got up and left after that. Um, and then after the witness list was read off, many more decided to get up and leave. And then after that, the judge said, okay, we're going to stop here. We'll come back tomorrow and finish picking our jury. That night, Catherine decided to plead guilty to the murder of John Price. So she realized, like, this is actually happening. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they obviously didn't have to pick any jury after that. She was made to get a psychiatric assessment to make sure that she understood what she was pleading guilty to. Okay. And um, all the psychiatrists did consider her sane, but she did suffer from borderline personality disorder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody really knew why she decided to plead guilty. Um, she still to this day says that she never did it. You know, she had sex, went to bed. That was it. According to her, her lawyers asked if she could leave the day of the hearing. So during the hearings, when they kind of go over everything that she did before they, you know, give a sentence. Um, but the, the judge said, no, she can sit here and listen to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, the coroner was describing everything that she did, the decapitation, the stabbings, the skinning in the middle of all of that. Catherine became hysterical and they ended up having to sedate her. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. And then on November 8th, the judge said that due to the nature of the crime and the lack of remorse, she was going to get a severe punishment. Hmm. And then quote from him, the last minutes of his life must have been a time of abject terror for him as they were a time of utter enjoyment for her. She was, she has not expressed any remorse And if released, she poses a serious threat to the security of society. Mm -hmm. She then received a sentence of life in prison without possibility of parole. And he himself marked on her papers never to be released. Mm. This was the first time this sentence had been imposed on a woman in Australia. Wow. Wow. And then in June of 2006, she tried to appeal saying that that sentence was way too severe for killing one person. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. And then everybody said, F you, you're staying in prison. 
yeah. then told her she wasn't allowed to try to get parole or anything again. She is now 67 years old and in Silverwater Women's Correctional Center and will stay there for the rest of her life. Oh my God. But just like, just think if she had, if this had been caught when she was a kid and she got the help that she needed, none of this shit would have happened. Well, it might yeah. have, but it's, wow. Well, cause I'm like, they, you know, the main things that you see are she was an extremely good kid, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but the second she got mad, she was mad and it was scary and she assaulted people. Yeah. Why do you not see that and go, hmm, that's not good. Right. Or, you know, and then with watching her being cool and watching pigs' throats being slit. like. Yeah. I mean, granted, I feel like if I was probably in that situation, I wouldn't be like, that girl needs to get help. Like, you know, because obviously somebody is in there slitting their throats because that's their job. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's just really, really, really crazy. It's crazy. I I don't even, I'm processing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The fact that she never got... Never went to jail for any of the crazy shit that she did to her right. first three husbands. And she still had her mm-hmm. children. She still had her children. Even after attempting to kill one. Yeah. Yes. And I'm like, and John, she had stabbed the first time. Right. Yeah. And she had a restraining order. Like, at that point, I'm like, she stabbed me. I need more than a restraining order. Yeah. I yeah. am not I am not saying anything about him and I hope it's not coming out that way. I'm just saying what I would have done. Right. Yeah. Like it's crazy. Granted, yeah. I don't know the laws in Australia. Maybe it's a little bit different like, you know, the way that you can get things, but I feel like Mhm. She stabbed me. She exactly. needs to be arrested. Yeah. <laughs> and this was like the 90s. Yeah. Or like early she, 2000s. She murdered him in 2001. He was 46 years old. Oh my Mm-mm. God. So, I mean, it really wasn't that long ago. And one of her sons, again, at as of today, would be 30 years old. He would be my age. That's what. Does it, did they ever say what happened to her children afterwards? No. Hmm. But I'm like, one, that mom didn't help. No. You do not sit there and tell your kids about how your husband rapes you all the time. Right. And you don't talk about how much you hate men. That mm-hmm. is none of their business. Right. It's crazy. Wow. Ugh, it just makes me so mad. That was a really good one, Storm. Yeah, it was. Granted, I always feel like I have to like correct myself. I am not the perfect mother. Right. But I also know better than to not tell my kids those things. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, so that's Catherine Knight. <laughs> wow. It's like it, you said it was like a small town in, in Australia. So I'm I'm yeah. envisioning like like Appalachian like mountain people kind of like that kind of vibe. Yeah. I, I mean, don't know I don't know. True, I don't but... know anything about it. Wow. That, I 
I'm like, I don't know what to say. I don't, I don't either. That was, that, was, that was heavy, man. Now I know what you guys feel like when I tell the story. Thank you, Storm, yeah. for putting me in that other perspective. That means next week someone's going to have to be the breath of fresh air because I did not do a good job of that this week. Get, get on it, Deshae. <laughs> so someone's going to talk about, like, the furry creatures that live underground or something. <laughs> <laughs> can't we're gonna talk about mermaids <laughs> that's what we're talking yes. about yes yes <laughs> we could definitely have an entire episode on that do you remember that animal oh planet god. thing where they just like made up a bunch of stuff oh my god i was so pissed yeah when i found out that was fake mm -hmm. what do you mean Listen. you mean the mermaid show yeah that's completely the fake whole i don't want to fucking hear the it it's not fake thing. it's not fake don't tell me that <laughs> So oh, no, it. and this is what this is what I because I went and looked it up because I remember hearing that it was fake and being like beyond pissed. So I did Google it, and the noises that you mm -hmm. hear in there are real. The noises where they you don't know what they are, right? Those yeah. are real, and they really don't know what made those noises. Like that is true. I mean, there's some of the ocean that no one has ever been to before. Yeah, they so even tell you all the time. We have discovered way more about outer space than we have our own oceans. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is crazy. Terrifying. Crazy. Mm -hmm. And I am so scared of open water. Yeah, oh, you're not yeah. catching me in open water. Oh, mm -hmm. no. I, I can barely get like two feet into the ocean. Right? Yeah. That's crazy. I would never. I'm like, one, sharks can swim very close to the shore. Exactly. <laughs> Two, jellyfish are assholes. It's yeah. true. Three, even if I see a cute little fish, I'm going to be like, whoa, what the hell is that? Is it going to bite me? Is it poisonous? Get it the frick away from me. That's what's going to touch me. Yes. <laughs> Do you remember? Have I told this story before? Do you remember when we went to the lake? And when I was little. The one and I swore, yes. What, the one that we used to jump off the cliffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I swore I saw a shark because I saw a shark fin. You know, I was I like, remember this story. I was like freaking out, and I was like, "Mom, get me out of the water! Mm. Like, I, we need to get." It. And Mom was like, "It's not a shark. There's no sharks in the lake. There's no way." And I'm like, "Mom, there's a shark in the like. Please get me." I'm like having a panic attack. I'm like, "Get me the fuck out of the water!" Mm -hmm. <sighs> I had to have been like four. Like, I don't know, five. I don't know, whatever. I was Pretty old young. enough to remember because it traumatized me, but also <laughs> young enough that I was afraid to get out of the water without my parent. Yeah. I was about to say, so it didn't traumatize you at all into, into adulthood. <laughs> a, sh a shark in the lake. <laughs> a mom was telling me, she was like, that was a tire. She's like, mm -hmm. it was a tire. It was a tire that was cut weird and it was floating in the lake and it yep. looked, you assumed... Mm -hmm. I was like, nah, bitch, that was a shark. There was a shark in the lake. <laughs> I know sharks can't live in lakes, but there was a shark in the lake. And I know it a shark and I know a lake in Arkansas definitely is not connected to the ocean, but there was a freaking shark in the lake. <laughs> Someone dropped it off. It was an experiment. Yes. God. Anyway, it scared the shit out of me. I had a point to this story. Oh. So I hundred percent do think that mermaids are real. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. They are. And here's my other thing with mermaids. We're just going to do another episode right now all about mermaids. <laughs> <laughs> so 
really, really long time ago, there are, you know, people in America that were talking about mermaids being real and like pictures and caves and stuff of mermaids. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then also on the whole entire other side of the world in China, they have their own depictions of mermaids. Mm -hmm. I'm like, so, you know, did we all just like assume that that was a cool thing and like we should draw pictures of mermaids or no bitch. They're fucking real and are all over the world. And yeah, we're popping like a, up and we're like, yo, what up? And now that, you know, underworld. Yeah. And you know, world. Like, humans are a-holes and probably we're capturing them and killing them. And so they were like, listen, we got to go into hiding mm-hmm. just like the vampires. Right. Come I on. guess. Get <laughs> or... your shit together. The people that were on the boats all the time were traveling and telling stories to everybody. Not Mm-mm. when boats weren't a thing. Uh, this nope. was a long time. This was like caveman. They have like depictions uh, okay. of like gotcha. caveman things. Well, what they call them too. Well, like in the pirate days is like sirens. Right? Like in yeah. the Pirates of the Caribbean, they're like Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> Storm. Shut that, up. <laughs> no one saw that. No one could see that because you're listening to us. But Storm just took the biggest like tea sip I have ever seen after she said that. <laughs> oh my gosh. I do love that. I do love that show. That movie. They're like they're, they're like they're fun. evil. That's yeah, what they do. They like they, kill they the would, sailors or whatever. They they sing you a song mm-hmm. and then you end up wrecking your ship. Yep. It's not manatees. It's not manatees. (laughs) Which is crazy because I'm like, manatees don't even look. Right. Like, I'm like, literally no part of it. Like, the head doesn't look like a human head. No. Mm -hmm. They're just grasping at straws. Yeah. You were just trying to make excuses. They are real. (laughs) Fight me about it. You can't tell me different. (laughs) No. <laughs> I'm only that just can... sad because I wish I was a mermaid. Yep. That's okay. My mom said you could come over and play mermaids. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pretend like I'm drowning and then I need you to come. So- oh, oh, my, my God. God. We used like, to do that all the time. We would play Baywatch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, uh, we are so cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly so do you remember cool. uh how we would pretend to drown and get zoe to come save us oh my gosh yes we had a she saint bernard a and she when we would like act like we were drowning she would jump in and like swim under us and pick us up but she wouldn't get in the pool any other way like she didn't no. enjoy mm-hmm. being in the pool like the only mm-hmm. time she would get in is if we were pretending to be drowning yeah and then, and then Sage and Deshay would be behind her, dr- running. Very sexy, yeah, you know, like they watch. <laughs> I was slowly. Pamela Anderson at twelve years old, and no one can tell me any different. <laughs> we had oh, fun. Lord, I remember that. We did. That's wild. That was a really good story. That was good. I thought it sounded vaguely familiar, but Um, Crime Junkie's done that story. Morbid. 
uh, and that's why we drink. Mm-hmm. Was there like a pseudonym for her? Uh, she was called the cannibal. Everything the that cannibal. I looked up, the thing was like the cannibal. Mm. But I'm like, she didn't even eat them. I have a she feeling that at that extra plate is she tried it and she was like, oh. Yeah, like yeah, you said, like, like I can't she tried to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like that would probably be a really hard thing to do. And I don't even know that it would like have anything to do with like the taste. Like I don't even know that it would taste bad. I think it would just be like, oh my God, I know what I'm eating. Yeah. Yeah. She had to also spend all of that time with his body. Mm-hmm. Like she knew what she was doing. She yeah, they said say. that the they said the cuts were just like magnificent like Mm -hmm. she did a fantastic job and i was like yeah because she's that's what she did for a living oh she's creepy looking she is not cute she's not i mean i am not a i am not trying to be mean but like person to judge no but she is not she is not my type (laughs) we'll just say that yeah Golly. What, you don't like girls that stab people and like hit people with frying pans all the time? Oh <laughs> <laughs> it's not your vibe? That is my <laughs> weapon of choice, probably. <laughs> if I had to be, you know, like in a video game, mm-hmm. choose your weapon. Frying mine would pan. be the frying pan. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like I always think about that. Like, I mine would probably be like an axe or like one of those like Thor hammers. Oh, yeah, that would be pretty dope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I need to get some muscle love... first, but I can do that. <laughs> I would love to do like shoot bow and arrows. I always feel like people that can do that are so cool. It's like really Katniss, mm-hmm. like Katniss yeah. and Wednesday mm-hmm. and Genji or whatever the hell his name is on Overwatch that my kids play all the time. Mm-hmm. It's super fun. If you ever want to go, let me know and I'll take you because it's it's actually really fun. Not to brag or anything, but a few years ago for work, we had to go on this. We didn't have to, but we went on this little like work trip that was like a long weekend and we all stayed in cabins. And then um, we had like this like scavenger hunt thing and it wasn't even a scavenger hunt. I don't even know what it's called, but like we had to go to different parts of the um, little camp thing that we were at. Mm -hmm. And then you had to do certain stuff and depending depending on how well you did, you got a certain amount of points. And then at the end, whichever group had the most points won. Well, one of the things we had to do was bow and arrow. And I almost hit a bullseye. I I thought you were going to say I almost hit the target. Well, no, because I was doing, he was the guy, the guy was trying to explain it to me. And he was like, he was like, okay, so you're going to pull and you're going to lift up. And he's like, and you're going to look this way. And then blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay. And so I'm like, I'm like doing it and I'm looking and he's like, you're going to do it. You're going to do so good. And I think that made me nervous. So I like, you know, Mm. and then hit it. And then I was like, just off. And I was like, damn, I would have gotten us 10 points if I was just like hair over. (laughs) The way I always did it. I think I would just be really good at doing it. (laughs) The way I always did it, the way I was taught to do it, it's called instinctive shooting. So basically you just like look where you want the arrow to go and your body just kind of like calibrates how it needs to. Yeah. Yeah. I also just don't have really good hand-eye coordination, which I don't know if that would matter with a bow and arrow, but I just don't. Oh, I don't either. Yeah. Same. 
Damn, Storm. <sighs> now I need to go watch Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Yes. yes. Go watch you some Mickey Mouse. <laughs> yes. Go watch you some Coco Melon. Right. Yes. I need to go. Who's doing a story next boys week? are doing. Um, um, Sage, come on. You, we'll just switch roles this time. Yeah, okay. It's, You're well, like, no, yeah, right. I already know my story and it's horrible. It's Deshae's turn, so she's oh, got to be the... Yeah. Is it really? I feel like I yeah. just did one. It's because we did two in one week. We did two last week, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it is thanks, me. COVID. Okay, so yeah. you're going to do mermaids. <laughs> you're like, no, I'm not. <laughs> what, what if she like straight up finds like the mermaid killer? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to Google that. <laughs> the mermaid killer. <clears throat> All right, well, Storm, where can they find us and talk to us about mermaids and stuff? Oh, shit. We forgot to do <laughs> that again. Mm-hmm. I know. We're <laughs> so smart. <laughs> we are on Instagram and Twitter at 3SWB Podcast. And then we are on Facebook, Three Siblings Walk Into a Bar. Please, please, please go at us on all the social medias. Please let us know if you have any stories or anything that you would like to be told we are always looking for new ideas especially this week i was like yo dude i don't even know so help us out with those also we would love to do listener stories episodes so if you have a true crime story or a paranormal story something that happened to you or a friend or mom or whatever um you can email it to us you can um Message us on Instagram. Let us know, and then we'll make. Of course, when we get enough, we'll start doing those. Um, also, five star reviews. Please review. Please five stars means a lot to us, and is very helpful for us. Did you guys read that comment that we got? That it was like they said it was like dating all three of us. Yes. Yeah. Didn't know they wanted to date all <laughs> three of us. Funny. Yeah. Yeah. I never knew I wanted to go on a date with two girls and a guy. But yeah, that was sweet. I mean. It'd be like that. We are amazing. So. Mm-hmm. We are amazing. <laughs> I always giggle because our last one that we were, um, the Nexus candles. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh put it on her Facebook and put, we are so hilarious. And I always giggle because I'm like, we really are. And I'm like, is it bad that we're like, we're like calling ourselves out that we're so funny? <laughs> I, I don't think it's bad that we think we're funny. I don't okay. think it's bad at all. No. I, I don't think this, I don't think this podcast would be the same if we didn't think we were funny. <laughs> yeah. True. Very true. Exactly. All right. Well, on that note, that is what happens when three siblings walk into a bar.